if you're not familiar with that bar, it is considered most one of the most influential cocktail bars in history. Thank you, Philip. Of course, cheers. Cheers. You know, an artist in a glass. Yeah, appreciate that. Does God want us to make money? Does, does God want us to help people outside the church? Clearly not Jewish, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together we'll find the ideal path on The Way to Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Today's guest on The Way to Wow Show comes to us courtesy of one of our production team members, Sierra Barrett. She thinks the world of this fellow, and anyone th Sierra thinks that highly of, uh, I knew had to be great, and indeed he is. We hit it off from the first moment we met, and this is someone who's got deep, deep, deep insight into all facets of our lives. So I think you're gonna enjoy it. So Philip made this for us. Tell me what you oh, think about thank that. You. Yeah, right? Mmm, that's delicious. Oh, yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you, Philip. Of course, cheers. Cheers. Wow. You know, an artist in a glass. Yeah, appreciate that. So Chris, you're doing well? I'm doing very well. That's good. Well, you're, you're a newlywed, so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, November 30th, I was last gonna say, year. It's been, oh, last year. Last oh. year. Okay, so I guess you're technically not, you're just a few weeks, yeah. few weeks beyond being a newlywed, but still. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Married, it's great to be married. Yeah. And I tell all the single guys out there, you're married, you live longer. <laughs> I believe it. It's true, men live longer, women don't. Yeah. Interestingly enough. So Chris is a, a, a new friend of mine. I met him through Sierra, our production yeah. manager. He's a fellow military chaplain, Army. Yeah, go Army. Go Army, right? Just beat the Navy last week. I, I know, 15, <laughs> 15 to nothing. Yep. You know, as, as uh, someone I know said, yeah, but we still have rum. That's what, <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. So, so but Chris is here really to talk about um, your current venture, which is something called the Wellness District Los Angeles, or Wellness District, Wellness, wow, Wellness District LA, yeah. that you started in 2018. Mm -hmm. And it's really there to help people deal with trauma and, and other sort of life altering events and move on to to living, moving on to their way to wow, right? I mean, that's really the yeah, central absolutely. thing. So you, you were, you've been a pastor, you led a, a college youth ministry, as I, as I believe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you're military chaplain, active duty, and now reserves. Yep. So talk about the transition, if you would, from being a man of the cloth, yeah. right, to being a, a businessman. I, I don't yeah. think people put those two together. No, and it was actually hard for me to put that together because growing up, I grew up in the church. I grew up learning about scripture, learning that, you know, God has this path for you. And I would have people say to me often, like, you're going to be a pastor someday. You know, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Those types of things that were said to me. And 
I was never I was never under the mindset that I needed to work for myself. I always thought I was working for the Lord. And in 2017, I got hired at a church recently. And I, was, I stepped into that role. You know, it's what I've been working towards for in my entire life almost. I went to seminary school. I led a college ministry when I was 18, 19, and 20. And I had been working towards being the role of a pastor in a church. And when you put on the hat of a business person, they're almost conflicting, right? It's like, does God want us to make money? Does, does God want us to help people outside the church? Clearly not Jewish, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, and so for me, transitioning from a, a, a pastor who was essentially living off the generosity of a congregation um, to a business person who had to go out and you know, earn a living on his own, uh, it was really challenging for me. And I, I embraced it. I said, you know what, I think this is the next step in the journey. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not discarding what I learned as a pastor or in ministry, but I'm taking that and expanding on it. And what I found was that I love working with people individually and praying for them and helping them through crisis situations, as, as you said, trauma, life events. Um, but I also knew that I was missing a major piece. And so when I would pray for somebody, they would leave my office or they would, they would go back to their normal lives and their normal routines, and they would often come back with the same issue. And I started to question, what is the root cause of this issue? And in order for me to help them explore and for me to explore it myself, I had to step outside the framework of the church context and look at things like diet, exercise, nutrition, upbringing, trauma, things like um, their mental health, things like whether or not they were um, have a, a mentality that was given to them at a young age that they haven't broken free from. And so it, it led me to look into things like psychology and psychiatric care, but also brain mapping. And so I started to discover all of these different modalities of helping people heal. And when you open that door, does it swing open? It swings open pretty wide. And so it opens up this floodgates of information that you can get in the wellness industry. And so what I do is I try to help people through that wellness industry. So I mean, it's so interesting. When I was deployed on, on, on shipboard, I would say probably half the counseling I did was actually financial counseling. Yeah. Because people would come to me and they would, a sailor would come to me or a Marine say, you know, oh, I feel awful, chaplain. And when you peel that onion back, what it came down to was yeah. they were in debt, you know, up to their, up above their ears. Yeah. And so I ended up teaching a class in personal finance. Yeah. And funny enough, the, the ship's chaplain, uh, so he's, he's like, you have more people at your, personal finance class than I get for church services. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm not sure anybody really wants to talk about God when they're worried about where they're gonna live and how they're gonna eat. That's exactly right. And I was finding the same thing. When you're talking to somebody who is suicidal or has um, some marital issues, there's usually a root cause. And sometimes it is finances. And if you can help them through that, if you can help them navigate through that difficult forest of everything is closing in on me and then help them open that up. That is a, a very different conversation on, and sometimes it's not very spiritual, right? And so as a chaplain myself, I've walked with people through those conversations and found that 
I was actually very interested in why they were suffering the way that they were. So, and, and, and I, this is interesting. And maybe this is, you know, a cultural thing. I don't see money as being not spiritual or even a-spiritual. I think money is a tool just like anything else. It can, it can be used to support our spirituality or it can be used to separate us from it. Um, so I think I think I think it's, it's somewhat contextual, but but I but I, I absolutely hear what you're saying, and, and a lot of a lot of people definitely see it that way. So, bridge for us going from this recognition to then starting um, starting your business, um, Wellness District LA. Where where was that 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 spark of of um, sort of uh, I, I don't know entrep entrepreneurial zeal perhaps? Yeah. So I was. Actually, I can pinpoint the day that I, I felt that spark. And it was on a drive up to the Northern California era. I think it was um, Santa Clara Valley. We were going to visit one of my um, relatives. And my wife and I were just sitting in the car. And we were both just kind of reminiscing on our lives and understanding, like, how did we get to this point? And I had just been to the doctor just probably weeks before that. And the doctor said, listen, you're, you're gonna struggle with this neck pain that you've been having, chronic neck pain, for the rest of your life. And I was expressing my frustration with that prognosis, right? Somebody's telling you you're gonna struggle with something for the rest of your life. And she said, well, what do you think would be better? What would, what would make that experience better? And so we started to brainstorm, and I said, I wish there was a place where you could go and somebody was caring after your physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual needs all in one place, that you had somebody who's a spiritual director, a spiritual coach, that you had somebody who was helping you with your diet and exercise, that you had somebody that was helping you make um, important life choices. And so we just really dreamed up what it would be like to have a service like that. And she said, I think this is where you should head in your, in your life. And I said, wow, I never thought of that before. I never thought about leaving the church and ministry to pursue something else. But it was a deep, it was a deep calling that I felt in that moment. And she helped me unpack that in that moment. And I just loved her support. I loved her enthusiasm around it. And that kind of got me excited about it too. And so after that trip, you know, I started looking into holistic term, holistic forms of, of healing. So things like sound healing, um, holistic nutrition, things like neurofeedback therapy, and found that a lot of people are actually moving away from their traditional Western medicine because they've had that experience that I had. Right. Somebody sitting there and telling, hey, you need to take this pill for the rest of your life, or you need this surgery in order to be well. And a lot of people aren't buying it anymore. Mm -hmm. So where do they go next? Yeah, so we, uh, actually the first episode of the show, um, we had a woman by the name of, uh, by the name of Megan Redderath. She's sure. the chief medical officer for Next Health. And what I find so interesting about Next Health is there, uh, up until I met Megan and her team, medicine was always reactive. Yeah. But it seems to me that our well-being should be proactive. Yeah. And, and that, that sounds like the philosophy that you're, that, that you're pursuing with yeah. Wellness District? Absolutely. When you have us reacting to life, right, we go to the doctor when something is wrong. I don't feel well. I, I feel like my heart is beating 
faster than it should, or I feel stressed. And ultimately we come to a, a crossroads, a crisis moment when that doctor says you need intervention and it needs to be now. How can we prevent people from getting to that place of, of crisis? And it's interesting that the Western medicine model actually is supposed to help you live a healthy life before you get to that point of needing surgery, but they don't. You go to see your doctor, he says, oh, I have an ache, I have a pain, I have this ailment, and they're gonna prescribe you a pill. What they should be doing is saying, hey, what's going on in your life? What's causing you, what's causing you stress? Mm -hmm. What's causing you to lose sleep? How's your diet? How can we mitigate some of those changes now before you end up on the operating table? And most people will tell the doctor what they need to say and then they, they just need to move on with their day. Um, so what I would love to do is help people right before they get to that point and say, listen, you don't need to get to this point of being on the operating table or needed, needing a prescription drug for the rest of your life. You can intervene now and start making some changes. And those changes are very difficult, we find, because people have been living in their habits for their entire lives. They've been eating the same way, they've been exercising or not exercising the same way, and they've been sleeping the same way. These patterns are very hard to break. And so what we do is we come in and we help break those patterns that cause them, that, that would cause them to lead to that position of, I need help immediately, I need an emergency intervention. So as you were saying that, a thought kind of you know streaked through my head. I've said for quite a number of years now, the military is extremely good about taking civilians and turning them into, you know, soldiers, marines, sailors, airmen. They give us, the military gives civilians a new identity and an identity that we can really grasp yeah. and it changes us. So in many ways, it seems to me, you're looking to do the same thing. Am I, yeah. am I, coming to the heart of it, or yeah. am I off in left field somewhere? No, you're, you're exactly right. We approach it like a journey. And going through boot camp, as you went through, I went through, boot camp is a journey. It's kind of a breaking down of the old paradigm of the way you used to be. So in the military context, they have to rid you of that civilian thinking mentality in order to make you a soldier or an airman or a Marine. And they put you through a, a process of tough tasks, challenges, um, mental stress, emotional, emotional stress, and they do a, they such a meticulous job of breaking down those, those things that would cause you to react the same way you've always reacted. They need you to react a certain way to achieve the mission. And that has to, a lot to do with team, and it has nothing to do with your individual survival. It's about the mission and the survival of everybody around you. Mm -hmm. But that takes some undoing. So we like to pay, take people through a journey, and we call it three phases of the journey. The first phase is the discovery phase. And so that's discovering the connections between the body, the mind, and the spirit. And we understand that they're all connected, but most people don't know that, and they, they have these things operating independently of one another. They don't realize that what I eat affects my mental health. Mm -hmm. We're just now discovering that in mainstream science. And then the second phase is uncovering. Uncovering the subconscious and unconscious roadblocks that are preventing me from healing. So I like to believe that healing is a natural flow like a river. But sometimes there's boulders and rocks in the middle of that river 
that's causing the healing to have to flow or work harder to get to the place it needs to go. So we help them uncover these road, unconscious roadblocks. And then the third phase is recovery, right? It's recovering a new ethos, similar to in the military, how they give you a new identity, a new mindset. But this has to do more with your, your spiritual belief, your ethos about your life and how you, what your purpose is in life and how you move and interact with other people and in your community. And that has a lot to do with your mental health, spiritual health, and physical health as well. So we have to take people through that journey of physical, mental, and emotional, but it is a journey. So we serve as a guide mm -hmm. throughout that journey. Last question for you, because we could talk for, for hours, but how, how does someone get started? What, what's, what's your you know, call to action, to use an overused phrase? So you can go on our website, Wellness District LA, and all of our information is on our website. But the biggest thing that we have people do is, as far as their starting point in their journey, when they sign up with us, we have them do three things. We have them do a brain mapping. So similar to an, an ECG for your heart, electrocardiogram for your heart, mm -hmm. they can do that for the brain. So we wanna understand how your brain is actually functioning so that we can navigate the rest of the plan around some of the roadblocks you might already have in your mind. Then we have them do a spinal exam. You know, your spine is often compared to a cell tower. If the signals from your brain aren't getting to the rest of your body because there's a, a, a breaker or something that's not as strong as it should be in the spine, then you're not going to heal the way that your liver or kidney or intestine needs to heal. It's very important that we look at the spine. And then we also have blood work done, so we go through um, integrative medicine doctors such as Forward Health or places like Next Health to get a full blood work panel. Once we have all of those three things done, we have a full picture of what's going on in your body, mind, and spirit. And then we design a tailor-made wellness plan specifically for you. So in, in essence, we are gathering all of these professionals that are caring for your specific needs in one location. Fantastic. Well, you know, we'll put a link to Wellness District LA in the show notes, and, and if people want to learn more, they can, they can contact you through your website? Absolutely. Yep. Terrific. Chris. Cheers, Cheers. my friend. Thank you. Thanks for watching this week. Wasn't it terrific just relaxing and hanging out with Chris Foreman? He's such a wealth of knowledge on how we can get to a place of holistic health. And if you want to pursue that, check out Wellness District LA. Just give it a Google search or check the link in the show notes and Chris will help you on that path. Next week, tune in when I have Cassandra Carter as a guest and she's going to help us better understand how we can really help our children. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you're still my bell. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.